coaching can help you gain deeper understanding of challenges that may be holding you back. You may not realize that there are others who may be successful and operating successful businesses who share some of the same challenges that you are facing. Welcome to Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. Our program will look into the individuals and their challenges and show how the coaching process may be what they need to find the root causes of these challenges within themselves and learn to work through these challenges in order to find success. Now, here's your host, Ronald Graves. Hello, and welcome to Coaching for Real, brought to you by Poema Leadership Institute, the show that brings you real people, real challenges, and real breakthrough. Again, I'm your host, Ronald Graves, and this show is about you. Coaching for Real is on the Voice America Business Channel to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. Let me ask you a question. Who do you believe a coach is? What do you believe a coach does? There may be as many different answers to those two questions as there are listeners right now. You might know someone who is a coach. You might have your own coach. Or you might know someone who has their own coach. The word coach is used to describe a number of different people. There are sports coaches, life coaches, business coaches, performance coaches, leadership coaches, and many more. Why do they call what they do coaching instead of, say, teaching or training or leading or consulting or even mentoring? What do these people all have in common? You see, beginning very early in life, we're taught that everything we need to learn can be found outside of ourselves, such as from our parents our grandparents, or other relatives, our teachers, our friends, our travels, and from places like books, videos, television, and even from radio. And then later in life, we learn from the classroom, the internet, blogs, podcasts, seminars, workshops, conferences, and so forth. And we learn from people who fill the role of teacher, author, trainer, manager, leader, consultant, mentor, and so on. And that's all good because everybody should be learning and growing every day. And there's an unlimited amount of knowledge to be found all around us. But for the challenges you're currently facing in your life and in your business, there is one source of answers other than God that is far superior to what you can find in the world of knowledge. And that source is you. Let me explain. Understand that you were created to be great. There is a masterpiece, a poema within your DNA that is just waiting to be discovered and unleashed. And that is what coaching is all about. Unlike teachers or consultants or managers or mentors who are all very important, coaching enables you to develop a greater sense of self-awareness so you can see your challenges from an entirely new perspective and then draw upon your internal greatness to reach the next level. You see, coaches do not bring you the answers because they know that the best answers lie within you. So let me explain our show format. Our guests are real people, business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, just like you, with real challenges just like yours. After we introduce our guests and spend some time getting to know them and their business, most shows will feature a live coaching session designed to help our guests achieve real breakthrough just like we all want. Our guest today is Jack Boyajane. A graduate of the Wharton School of Finance and Rutgers School of Law, Jack has been a successful entrepreneur from a very young age. 
He started with managing the family retail stores in high school and college, and eventually to developing and overseeing successful enterprises in real estate, finance, and law, where he's been able to use his skills to help his clients achieve their goals. For the past 35 years, Jack has been extensively involved in a number of successful businesses that were innovative and produced remarkable results for his clients and his investors. He's a sought-after speaker, leading seminars in management, conversion, and financial stability. Father of four, Jack has a deep respect for community and family. Jack says, we are here to support and advance our clients, team members, stakeholders, and their communities in any way we can. We want to point with pride as to how we are improving the lives of everyone we touch. So welcome, Jack. Thank, thank you, Ron. Nice to be here. Good. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent. Thank you. Thank you Great. very much for being on our show tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Jack, can you take a few minutes right here at the beginning of our show and tell us about your personal journey and how you arrived at the place you're at today? Well, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey. I'm, um, I'm kind of the uh, atypical uh, uh, success story. Uh, I'm actually an immigrant myself. I wasn't even born here. I was born in uh, Beirut, Lebanon. My father brought us here as... Uh, as, uh, as a seven-year-old, didn't even speak English. Um, came here legally, of course. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian. Uh, we were growing up in, in Lebanon that was kind of uh, a mixed uh, uh, structural. Uh, constitutionally, they're both Muslim and a Christian you know, uh, country. And I certainly was grateful for my father bringing us here because... Um, and he used to say the reason he came is because, you know, he was hoping for a better life, a better education for his kids. So I got to uh, help him out because he didn't really have a good English uh, grasp of the English language. He had six languages under his belt, but he just didn't know how to speak English too well. Uh, okay. It was late in his life. He came here when he was like 47. So uh, I began invo- getting involved in, in uh, the family businesses because he was a merchant back there, and he... he got involved here and uh, one thing led to another so from the age of 11 to 18 I was uh, we were uh, we basically went from one business to almost uh, uh, I think by the time I was 18 we were run we had four businesses uh, retail wow. operations and I ended up um, you know I wasn't even planning to go to college but uh, I got a full scholarship at the Wharton School of Finance um, which uh, is a prominent, I'm sure your listeners know, it's one of the best business schools in the world, actually. And um, graduated from there, and instead of heading towards the investment banking field where all my you know, uh, friends and colleagues were, I uh, chose to stay entrepreneurial, and I joined a real estate company in, here in New Jersey, where our home is, that's where, you know, that's where home was. And... Um, Got interesting, you know. Got involved in 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 something called conversions back in the eighties, uh, where okay. we were converting rentals to condominiums and cooperatives, and also became involved in development and management. So we had a very large organization that I helped build, um, and I eventually became a partner there, and then kind of went on my own and had my own uh, property development and management company uh, through the through the 90s, but I also stopped for a few years and went to law school. 
I, uh, not because I wanted to practice, I just wanted to know what the law was all about and um, wanted to have that as, as part of my skill sets. Okay. And I was glad that I did. I was very happy that I did. And, uh, and then we um, I came out, we basically, uh, by accident, got involved in um, uh, establishing uh, significant law firms that ended up uh, doing uh, um, asset recovery for major Wall Street clients. Uh, became a national law firm and uh, had about 35 offices throughout the country and uh, with associated, you know, uh, of counsel. And uh, that went on until about uh, 2007. In the meantime, I was still developing real estate and uh, doing some okay. interesting things all around the world. Um, and then back, and then in, in 2008, 2009, when, you know, we, we had a major recession, the Great Recession, as we call it, right? Uh, a lot of things got reshuffled uh, in my life and in my businesses. Um, and uh, uh, so basically we were looking for new opportunities where my, in, uh, my network and my skills uh, could be put into use. And uh, lo and behold, in 2013, um, Congress passed and uh, President Obama signed the, uh, the Jobs Act, and uh, which which basically opened the door for new capital formation. Uh, really, a striking, uh, amazing uh, change since uh, the banking um, uh, laws that came into effect in 1930 and 1933 never really changed uh, until until the Jobs Act. And now, uh, ordinary folks uh, who are both accredited and non-accredited, and we can talk about that later, <coughs> can actually invest in uh, real estate and all sorts of businesses, all sorts of startups. And that um, has really propelled uh, a new industry and a new way of capital formation. And so we, we established uh, uh, on our, you know, with our own uh, team of uh, technicians and engineers and computer uh, experts, uh, we have our own platform called Invest and, uh, and also Funflix, and we're raising capital in for real estate development as well as for uh, for film right now uh, but we'll also be getting into other uh, verticals as well and uh, it's a really an exciting time wonderful time to yeah. be alive and be an entrepreneur and be able to um, have an active role in, in some of these transformative uh, methods of, of, of doing business and creating business and and gaining uh, resources that would otherwise not be available. Excellent. Sounds fantastic. Now, during our show, we'll spend much of our time today discussing the what of Invest, but can you just talk a little bit about the why? Uh, more specifically, why did you choose to help launch the company? Uh, you know, I, 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 as I was walking through the the, the trials and tribulations of, of, of being an entrepreneur and being a developer, I, you know, we have a lot of challenges as, as, uh, as leaders of business and, 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 and communicators and, and developers of, of talent and property. And, but one of the most important uh, areas of, of challenges is, is, in, uh, is in raising capital, and you can spend your entire time doing that. And that would take you away from the, challenge, the, the, the actual business formation and, and development. So 
So I saw that as a real concern for a lot of entrepreneurs, including what I went through. I was fortunate. I had a lot of uh, investors who backed me. They came to me. and They wanted to uh, help me with, with what I was doing and earn from that. But not, that's not the case with everyone. And I saw a lot of opportunities go by because there wasn't enough capital, there wasn't enough resource, financial resources to, to move forward. When I saw what happened in 2013 with the passing of the Jobs Act, and I really clearly saw the vision of what needed to be done, I, I was on it really fast and, and furious, and I, I wanted to see you know who can help me create the platforms. And, and what happened was every time I went to... Uh, some of the some of the folks that were technically very capable, they were that was all they were. They didn't have the mm-hmm. business skills to kind of connect the the what we need, what was needed versus what what they had to offer and what they could do. So I ended up organizing and creating my own technical team all over the world, uh, um, literally all over the world: uh, Poland, mm-hmm. Armenia, India. Um, several other countries and and the United States, of course, and we we created our own platform. So, okay. so and the purpose was and is is to allow for ordinary folks to invest in some really great great opportunities, and that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it for the, the so, so that I can help others uh, as well as my team to fund projects and and opportunities that otherwise could not be funded or would not be funded, especially given the hard, difficult times that we went through in the 09 and 08, 08 and 09 and 2010, and you had the, you know, the, form, you know, the, the changes in the banking laws that would really, pro, you know, prohibit banks and even venture capitalists to really take the uh, chances that they otherwise would have taken. So, you know, money got tight. Opportunities were abound, but they weren't getting the legs they needed because there wasn't the financial support. And I see the uh, the Jobs Act and the crowdfunding as a real uh, transformative way in which that can change. Okay. We have just a couple minutes left before our first break, and I want to talk about the crowdfunding after the break. But okay. one last question in the last couple of minutes here. Can anyone anywhere in the world invest? Yeah. Uh, in fact, anyone in the world is easier than anyone here in the United States. If you're uh, if you're in the United States, you you know most of the opportunities are for accredited investors, which represents about five percent of our population. Okay. And then the accredited investor is defined by the SEC as anyone who makes over two hundred thousand dollars a year, okay. or has a net worth of about a, uh, over a million dollars without counting their home, their primary real, uh, principal res- residence. But if you're an international investor, if you live outside the United States, um, and I provide you the necessary exemption, uh, which we do in some cases, you could be in Italy and invest in our project here in the United wow. States, or you could be in Singapore or, or Japan or anywhere, and you can you can invest. And that's one of the beauties of Invest. Is Invest is uh, next year in the first or sort of second quarter of next year will be multi-currency. And, okay. multi- and, and international, not only in, in not only the offerings, but also in the investor opportunities. Well, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. So, what about the people who make less than two hundred thousand dollars a year or don't have a billion dollars in, in, in assets? So 
So they're not uh, in the accredited US. as defined. Okay. And what's great about that is uh, there's two ways in which they can participate. Um, uh, it's called Title Three and Title Four. Title Three is for those platforms that offer smaller deals, which are up to a million dollars, can be raised for a project okay. or an individual or a company. And they, they, they can int- invite non-accredited investors where uh, you have to be licensed as, a, as that kind of a platform, which we are in the process of becoming licensed uh, okay. to do so. And that will happen in February of this year, uh, hopefully. And then the other way to do it is you, you do what a, what's called a Title IV, which is a, 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 an exemption to the SEC rules where you can also take investments from both accredited and non-accredited investors, and that you can have up to a $50 million uh, raise, uh, which obviously covers a broad uh, range of opportunities. Yes. And, um, and those, that has to go through a, 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 what we call a mini-SEC uh, filing, which instead of uh, a stack of papers that are about you know, uh, three feet high, it's only a stack of papers of about three inches high. And oh, so wow. it's a lot less expensive, much faster to accomplish, and uh, very effective. Great. Well, thank you. We're quickly approaching our first commercial break. So when we return, Jack and I uh, will continue with this. I want to ask him a question about crowdfunding so we can all understand that concept. And then we will begin our coaching sessions. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is Coaching, a design alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness. Waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
You may also choose to send an email to Ronald at RonaldGraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're the back Jack Boyajane, uh, president of Invest, the company that offers small investors the chance to invest in high-yield projects. Now, we briefly in the first session mentioned, Jack mentioned the word crowdfunding, otherwise known as online investments. So in layman's terms, Jack, could you explain what crowdfunding is? Sure. Uh, crowdfunding is where the general population uh, invests small amounts of money in a project, and it's aggregated to obviously a larger sum. So if everybody, instead of having three or four investors invest uh, each $200,000, which would require, you know, to go to some very wealthy individuals, uh, family, friends, and so forth, you can now collect $1,000 from, you know, 1,000 individuals and still accomplish the same uh, uh, accumulated funds to then invest in the projects uh, that you are offering. The... Um, this opportunity wouldn't have occurred if you didn't have the efficiency of the internet and and the ability to uh, communicate and uh, information and 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 bring individuals online and provide the means in which they can easily invest that amount of money. But the reality is, if you start with a thousand and you continuously invest in projects that are yielding instead of three to four percent, what you might get in in a you know in your uh, you know, in your bank or other investments, you can earn 15 to 20 percent on some of the opportunities that are on our site and on others. You're going to be able to really generate exponentially uh, a, a, a massive, a large uh, amount of wealth um, without having to take extraordinary risks. So that's the concept of online investments, which are generally known as or, or used, crowdfunding is used as a way of shortcutting that, that concept. Um, and, you know, this is not unusual. It's not something that really just started. It, you, you had Kickstarter. You had Indiegogo. You know, but those, you weren't really investing equity. You were investing money in, in a project that was near and dear to your heart. And okay. you were doing something that was bettering some someone or some uh, cause that you have. Now take the same concept and instead invest in projects that are also imp- important projects and they're improving lives, but it's also helping uh, you to also earn a higher return than you otherwise would have in your, let's say, in your IRA IRA program. Uh, I mean, that's the best example, Ron, is that. You have people investing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in their IRA that they accumulated over years, and really they don't have any say in how that manage how those funds are being invested. They're basically giving it to their manager, and their manager is also limited to how he can invest. He has to either invest in a uh, in a fund uh, or a certain stock, and they can't okay. invest in in our platform. But you can become uh, self directed in your IRA, and you can then invest in these opportunities and. And instead of earning three or four percent over twenty years and only doubling your investment, you could triple it or quadruple it by raising that uh, overall returns to a much higher level. So that's the advantages. Uh, and I wouldn't recommend you put all your money into these alternative investments, but you could certainly diver- diversify, and you should. Mm-hmm. It's the best yes. way to earn a higher rate with lower risk. Outstanding, excellent opportunity. Yeah. Okay, now before we begin the coaching session, which uh, 
It's coming up now. Let me explain a couple of things. Coaching engagements are very personal and very confidential. I protect the information discussed during my one-on-one coaching sessions with the strictest confidence. However, since this is a public session, I will honor Jack by using a slightly different approach than I would normally use in a private session. I will focus on Jack's strengths and those things that set him and his organization apart from the competition. This approach is referred to as appreciative inquiry. If at any time Jack feels uncomfortable answering a particular question that I may ask, he has the right to decline. One last thing, in the coaching client partnership, the client, in this case Jack, is in control. He must give me, as his coach, permission to coach him. So Jack, do I have permission to begin the coaching session? Yes, you do. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Jack, I'm sure that there are other players in the equity crowdfunding market, and there are you know, numerous other investment opportunities out there. What is it about Invest that sets it apart from the crowded field? Most of the crowdfunding sites are managed by technical uh, and very proficient technical staff and owners uh, with little to no real estate experience. There are some exceptions, but the, the vast majority are simply platforms that where the those who are running the platform don't vet any of the projects. They're basically offering the project as presented by the developer or whoever the project is, is supported by and sponsored by. Invest, on the other hand, uh, as compared to that, who vets all the projects. They, we review it as if we are investing ourselves, and in some cases, you know, we have uh, development companies and, and private individuals and institutions that do uh, invest side-by-side side with the crowd. And so we are very, very uh, focused on making sure that the projects that we have on, on, site, on the site for opportunities are vetted, and they are vetted by professional real estate individuals who've been in the business for, you know, decades. And that's the most important uh, difference. The other is that many of the projects that we have on site, we are co-developers because we have skills, particularly within our staff, including myself, uh, that we can identify opportunities when we see them because we we've, we've have such a large network and so much experience in years and years of of development and you know and understanding what the market needs and and how we can meet it. Uh, so, for example, where the in San Francisco, there's a very strong need for housing there right now, a real need. It's not. Uh, it's all based on job growth, and it's uh, it's not being met, and rents are going up. Prices are going up because there's a shortage of supply. We're identifying projects that uh, can come online very quickly and and in a very efficient way, and that provides supply and provides opportunities for people to live and be able to afford it. So we're doing a, a project right now where we're taking an old Taco Bell site and uh, and putting up 132 units right by a BART station, which is a rapid transit uh, service mm-hmm. into San Francisco, where rents will be half of what they are in San Francisco with only a 30-minute ride. It earned wow. the investor 45% return on their investment, but more importantly, it provides 132 new units into that market that desperately needs it. Wow. 
Sounds like a great opportunity there. Yes, it is. Okay. So as a small investor, as we described and kind of defined that earlier in the, in the, in the show, I'm going to ask you to put your marketing hat on. And, and what can you tell me that will help me to come to the conclusion that this is where I want to put my money? I think what I can tell you is that your your alternatives are not uh, very promising in terms of your long-term uh, uh, objectives, which I'm assuming your long-term objective as, a, as an investor would be to either accumulate money to buy your own home or to buy something that you otherwise don't have now, or maybe even more importantly, to save for your retirement. And if you don't, in, get involved in alternative investments to some degree, you're going to basically be at the mercy of the stock market, uh, which is not much, you don't have much control over. Uh, some would say you have no control over it. Um, and, you know, right? Or you're going to be stuck in this, uh, what, what seems to be uh, and likely to be a long-term, persistent, low returns on, on bonds and savings. And that is not something that's positive or uh, promising for your own uh, objectives, especially if you're going to use it for your retirement years. So you really have a real need to look at alternative investments. And as I said, you don't do, you don't, you, just like any other uh, strategy you want to diversify, but putting 20 to 30% of your uh, principal investment in well-vetted, curated uh, projects like those that you see on Invest where you can monitor the process and monitor your, your income and monitor your, your returns, and then and, and even within that portfolio, diversify later uh, with other projects. That is a very promising way of raising your returns from, let's say, 3 to 4% to an average of 8 or 9%, uh, mm-hmm. because you're bringing in 20 or 30% of your principal into being able to earn 20, 30, 40% returns. And you don't want to go long, too long-term. Most of our projects offerings are about, you know, anywhere between 30 to 60 months. So you're not in it forever. And as you get out, you're basically getting your principal back plus a very substantial profit. In the project that I was discussing in, you know, in El Cerrito, the Baxter Creek project where it's 132 units, you're going to, if you invest $10,000 within 30 months, the projected return is $26,000. That's 160% return in profit but 260% on capital. So it, you're not going to get that. You're, you'd have to wait, you know, 15 years or 20 years at current hmm. rates of return uh, on other alternative investments to reach that kind of uh, return overall. So uh, this is an excellent way to keep your, 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 inve- your risk very narrow, but yet your returns substantial. Good. Um, now, I invest was established, if I'm right, in 2015. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So it's a relatively new company, but there are, you know, millions of people out there who um, have never heard of Invest or heard of what these opportunities you're talking to me about. So what what strategies have you used thus far in the short term to help you reach your target market, those people who need to hear about Invest? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, it, it is a challenging one. Uh, we are, uh, you know, out there using social media as well as uh, traditional marketing efforts, and 
and and really uh, uh, the the marketing uh, uh, process is it also has to be sub- somewhat innovative, as is the product itself, right? Because we are essentially working with those who are uh, on the internet, are comfortable with buying and 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 uh, transacting on the internet, you know. And and look, uh, you've you've probably been seeing the statistics I have as well that. You know, now uh, more people shop online uh, than than shop in the stores, right? Uh, yes. I think the statistic yes. was that Black Friday was outpaced by, you know, uh, the subsequent Monday, Cyber mm-hmm. Monday, in terms of overall sales. So we're all getting more comfortable in transacting online. So our marketing has to be online and has been online. Um, but also we've we've used some conventional methods. Like one time we 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 sent postcards to a regional area where the, some, one of the projects was located, and it, we did well with it because it it was a, using the, the a, a conventional marketing method to drive uh, interest and eyeballs to the to the site, and it generated a great deal of interest and and investment. So you you've got to use different methods, and we're trying all sorts of things right now. Uh, to get the message across, but I think over time people will become much more comfortable, and uh, they'll seek out these investments online. Uh, many are right now, but I think as as we offer more and more non-accredited investment opportunities, I think those that will happen as well. Right now, uh, the project I was mentioning, Baxter Creek in uh, in El Cerrito, uh, you know, a, uh, a suburb of, of uh, San Francisco. Uh, it's only for accredited investors, but uh, you only need ten thousand dollars to get into the project and to and to earn the kind of returns we discussed. Okay, so so you're getting out there to get to your target market. What what would you say? Uh, what else do you plan on doing that you haven't done so far? What in say in 2017? Have you got some other marketing strategies to to get to that target market that um, you haven't tried yet? Uh, yes, we're going to be we're going to be working on doing uh, uh, live seminars and uh, and uh, Facebook live sessions on all our our projects that we put on uh, on the platform, uh, where the developer will be available for those who want to participate to ask questions and answer questions and kind of uh, give their rationale on why they like the project and why investors should get excited about that. So I think that's one thing we will do. So, but but it includes also pre- presenting uh, information in small groups uh, uh, where where the potential investors are there. We, the other thing we want to do is when we are working on a project that's local to a particular region or city or or town, mm-hmm. we want to pre- we want to actually communicate to that in that area, in that small uh, close proximity. That these projects are available for investment opportunities because they're the closest to those projects and they are most aware of why those projects are so positive and so promising in terms of, of not only being successful but also contributing to their community. So we are doing more uh, uh, project centric uh, marketing and we're finding ways to. to you know, to communicate that they may include, you know, some con- con- you know traditional methods of, of communication uh, uh, like radio or, or or TV spots, but 
mostly I think it's going to be about communicating online and uh, and reaching those individuals that are more local and and finding out where they're where they're where they're hanging out online right what 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 are they listening to who are they listening to what are they watching uh, on their phones on their mobile devices as well as on their you know computers and and, and at home so I've got a couple minutes left here before our last break but how do you find out where they're where they're what they're listening to and watching and, and, and tuning in on um, we use marketing companies that kind of uh, help us identify those those mediums, um, okay. and and so we are kind of listening to uh, what their thoughts are, getting statistics and information from them, so that we can uh, pinpoint our target market and 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 reach that audience as cost effectively as possible. Um, we don't. We, what we've tried hasn't been that successful. In the sense that you know, um, we I think our the results have been less than what we had expected, but I think it's because there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, information coming out of at, you know onto the individual and the target market all at once, and I think there's a, a natural filter that's going on by the audience, and I think it's it, the key is and the challenge is to break through and communicate the right message. Um, as uh, as effectively as possible. So, it is a challenge, though. There's no question; right. it's a challenge. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that point. The ones that are not quite performing as well as you expected when we come back from our break. But now we're approaching the uh, last commercial break on this show. When we return, we'll continue with this uh, this coaching session, this thought process. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is coaching, a designed alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness, waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Bill Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Hello, we're back with uh, Jack Boyage. We have a few minutes left in our coaching session, and I want to go back to something we were talking about before the break, and that is there are a couple of strategies in marketing uh, for invest that have not uh, met expectations. They've come up a little bit short. And I want, can you, can you give us a couple of examples of that where you've tried something and it really just um, might have been all right, but not great? Yes, yes. Uh, one can, one uh, typical method that uh, a lot of uh, websites and 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 uh, new technology uh, industry companies are using is what's called SEM, and that's where you'll see a banner on a on a site because they, they you you put a keyword in, you did a search on something, and and so they're targeting that keyword, and so they're putting up a. Um, uh, some kind of message, and you you have to click through that, and you go to their site, and they're selling something, and and you know that's uh, that kind of uh, effort, re- you know, requires someone to then proceed to register, and then and essentially you know become a client or a customer or a buyer. Um, traditionally, that that had worked well for a decade or so, but in the more recent uh, past it, it hasn't been as effective. The the rate of return, the percentage of those who actually click through uh, and and eventually get to be a buyer, the the uh, the rate of uh, the rate is very low, and and the cost is high. So the the ability to use that method has not worked as well as it might have worked in let's say a few years ago. I think it just might be because there's so many of them now. Uh, there's so many banner ads, and it's such a uh, prevailing way in which uh, a potential consumer is bombarded on on the on a website or online, and it, its effectiveness has worn down and worn away. Okay. So, having said that, what um, what strategies can you employ to to sort of either replace that, or um, you know, step it up to another level, or or um to get better results. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of bringing the traditional marketing with the new technology that I think is, is lacking in the industry, and I think that's what we're going to be testing. Like I just mentioned that we're going to be doing you know, live seminars and inviting people uh, to gather in, in groups of 50 to 100 and in local areas where those projects are, and, and then to use their interest to then go get the word out. For example, those who might attend those meetings will be encouraged to uh, invest and then, uh, and then communicate uh, to all their family and friends that they are investing in it and through this social media. Um, and, but, but it starts with you know, talking to them live or, or through face, Facebook Live so that they're directly involved with those who are presenting or promoting the project or developing the project. So I think that's one way to do it. Another is to, you know, kind of use um, their, those who they rely on, uh, meaning the investors, rely on for advice on where they should invest. And that could be their, you know, financial advisors, their accountants, their 
their lawyers, and I think if you know by using uh, by communicating to those uh, advising those who are advising the investor about these opportunities, I think that's also another way to get the word out and 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 get the interest going. And I think once people get involved in this type of investment platform uh, and and see the results, I think they're going to talk about it and they're going to tell their friends because it's it's something they'll be proud of. And I think that's what we have to promote. And so we, we need to do things. We need to bring conventional marketing in with the new technology and be able to give people confidence that this is a new way and a safe way to invest. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is these are going to be live seminars. So you're going to be, sounds like you're going to be targeting the local market where you're actually doing the, uh, we're actually doing the project. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I okay. think that that's powerful. And, and, uh, and I think they're the best audience and the best, uh, who might, the best audience and the best investors because they know the, the market, they understand the need. So let's think for just a second. If, if these live seminars are very successful and you're able to bring all the right people in in this, in this market, um, what other opportunities are there for this same kind of a model or same kind of a platform to spread out to investors that are not local? Well, you know, it, it, that, that's also about telling a story. Um, you know, the, this, uh, I'll give you an example. The San Francisco housing crisis is, is a national story. Um, it, it's, it's being talked about across the country because it, now living in San Francisco is much costlier than living any, anywhere in the country, including New York City. Okay. Um, and that has been a story that has gotten legs, and, and a lot of people are talking about it. They're writing about it. They're, and so I think it's... It's it's putting an emphasis on that communication and and kind of uh, hooking on your, your wagon to that kind of uh, you know promote uh, 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 communication by the media that will help to promote projects there. But so you got to get you've got we've got to try to find others who are talking about the issues and and the challenges or or the opportunities and. And connect with those and that those audience, that audience, to be able to show them that not only is this the problem, but here's a solution, and you could be part of that solution, and you can earn from that solution. And okay. I think that's also a powerful way to communicate outside of the region. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm curious. Did um, how did San Francisco go from a local, you know, from from local knowledge to, to going national? Uh, what? Oh, because because the the amount of tech jobs, uh, mm-hmm. half a million tech jobs have been created in that market over the last six years. Okay. There's only been fifty thousand new uh, units created by the okay. market for for multifamily housing. So it's a ten to one ratio, and you have people literally living. Uh, in a single one bedroom or two bedroom, you have three or four people sharing those because okay. the rents are extraordinarily high and there's no there's no stu- there's no supply. So that's why it has become a real story. It's the tech boom essentially, you know, uh, affecting the the uh, the inability of that a market to achieve the proper housing requirements. 
And it's, so, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a very, very big story, and, and it's being carried all around. Okay. Um, but um, what's the possibility of this happening on some of your other projects, going from local knowledge to, you know, worldwide knowledge or countrywide knowledge? Um, I, I think I think it each 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 issue, each story, each uh, region with its challenges are going to carry a different a different uh, obviously a different tone and a different spread. But uh, and it may not be as as critical as the San Francisco housing market, but you know it may be other stories. Like for example, we're doing a, a project in the Philippines for as part of our impact division, and there uh, the story is that. There's a lot of people who have a lot of land that's been given to them by the, uh, the national government, and they're not using it. They don't have the resources to do so, and mm-hmm. uh, their, their, their lives are, are, are not as good as they could be. They don't even have enough food to eat or health or education for their children. And so, you know, we're providing a solution for that, and we're, we're using the crowd to fund that. It's part of our impact division. And it, it's, it, again, it's, it's about communicating the, the issues out there and promoting or letting others know and then promoting the site as a solution. So part of our challenge is not only to, to, to offer the investment, but to communicate the challenges that are there and how we're fulfilling them. So it's all about the traditional media of, of, you know, of, of, this, of, of communication and, 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 uh, and allowing uh, uh, the right uh, communication to get out there, uh, both online and in the traditional uh, media that, that exists. So, you know, it, it would be great to have, uh, you know, a, a television crew go down there and see what's going on in the Philippines, for example, and then let, let that be a, a story on CNN. And then from there, we can move to show them how that this is, Enbest can, can solve one of those problems at least, or begin to have an impact on that. Okay, well, so you see how that you see how that works, right? I mean, you're you're yes. going to be able to communicate through these stories and then give all give the opportunities to make a difference. Okay, excellent. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. You brought up the Philippines project. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you uh, um, a last question. We have a couple minutes left. I'm gonna ask you the why on this one again. Why is it so important that? Um, organizations succeed in this Philippines yeah I you know the Philippines is is, a, is an amazing country where um, there's big differences with those who have and those have nots and 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 so the outside of Manila there's a great deal of po- a great population that are indigenous to the Philippines uh, in fact they're called indigenous people and they were granted rights to land um, in in large swaths of land, but they don't have any resources. They were the government can't provide them with the seeds to plant, the equipment to to to, to sow and harvest, uh, the markets to sell into. So these lands stay barren. Uh, the folks there really don't have much that they can do with the land. Uh, they and and those who come in try to take advantage of them. Because they say, well, you know, we, we, you don't have access to the markets. We do, and they basically uh, don't provide them with the, the right amount of income that they deserve. So we think that these, these folks should have the opportunity to maximize the value of their land. So we're 
we're offering our investors the opportunity to uh, to bring those resources to the to them and then earn from them. So they can earn 18% per year, payable on a okay. quarterly basis, by okay. by contributing there, and th- and then that's going to buy the seeds, the equipment, the resources, and then we're going to o- help them open up the markets. So everyone's making money. These folks are going to have a livelihood. They're they're partners. They're not just landowners that are renting. They're actually partners working, and all wow. of the jobs are going to go to those folks. So that's why it's so important. We're yeah. going to make a big difference in their lives. Outstanding. That is a great story. It has me very excited about it. Uh, we've come well. We come to the end of our coaching session and pretty much to the end of our show. I want to thank you, Jack, for being a uh, guest on Coaching for Real today, and. Um, ask you how our listeners can contact you because I'm sure that you know if there's interested as I am in these opportunities they want to they want to take advantage of it sure go to invest.com e n d v e s t.com and uh, learn about the opportunities that are online uh, you know send us uh, an email we'll answer all your questions give us a call we're happy to answer any question you have and even if you're not ready to invest, but you want to see what what is what opportunities are available. Um, register, and uh, we'll we'll keep you abreast of what success uh, is, uh, what what we're doing, and the success we're having. And these projects will constantly be updated, and you'll be able to follow them along. And eventually, when you're ready Excellent. to invest, we'll be we'll be there for you. Excellent. Thank you very much. It's been a sincere pleasure to add value to you today through coaching for real. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Coaching for Real today. Be sure to join Ronald Graves again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again very soon.